and I still can't get rid of this. Recording in progress. Hello, cruel world. This is Ace Von Johnson from Faster Pussycat and LA Guns. Just letting you know you're listening to the Gary Brugman podcast. Rock and roll. Yo, 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 it's your man's Big Daddy Roughneck. You're tuned into the Gary Brugman podcast. Prepare to be entertained. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 83 of the Gary Brumman Podcast. Thanks for being here with me. I got my brother Kevin. TJ's still out today. He's not doing well. And as a guest, I got Mr. J.P. Cervantes. So hold on to something tight. We're going to be banging off some guardrails. So let's get to it. Take three. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, welcome back to the Gary Brugman Podcast. I got my brother Kevin here. What's up, Kevin? How you doing? I'm doing good. You know me. Hanging yep. out. Yep. And I got Mr. J.P. Cervantes. Sorry, <laughs> TJ ain't here. Big Daddy Roughneck, Roughneck isn't here. No Maraca. But I got my Vicodin. So we're making hey, it happen. You know what? That, that, it, it makes the same sound, so he's so good. <laughs> I was trying. I, I had another cup. I was looking for some beans to put in the cup. I was like... Man, I only have Goya in a can. That won't sound too well. Yeah, yeah, that, that, hey, bro, that was very racist. Man. <laughs> it was meant to be. <laughs> you know, you were going to put beans in a can. That's, that's messed up. But then I realized all I had were canned beans. So that, that wasn't going to work. <laughs> it's just going to make a slushy sound. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. Don't ever do that on my show again. <laughs> All right, we're off to a good start. I need to dedicate this podcast to my brother TJ, the one and only Big Daddy Roughneck. He's uh, been going through a hard time. He had his first dose of chemotherapy today. Uh, he hasn't been answering his phone. I've been calling him, but he uh, he did text me back, says he just got home. This was about 6 o'clock our time, 7 o'clock your time on the East Coast, and um, says he just got home, was going to make something to eat, and it wasn't as bad as he thought. So that's good news. Uh, hopefully I'll, I'll holler at him later on and, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get an update on how he's doing because dude, he's, he's hurting pretty bad, man. And I think, um, I think it's starting to, uh, get to him, you know, it's starting to get to him mentally because that, that kind of shit will happen. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, did, um, what's that book that, uh, Dale Carnegie wrote? Um, they just made a movie out of it. Damn, I can't remember, but he was talking about a plague that there was in New York City back in the, like the, like the early 1900s, and um, and the and the newspapers kept writing about this plague and everybody dying, everybody getting sick and everything, and and it was happening. And the mayor came up and told the papers, said, "Listen, for the next month, I need you guys to write positive stuff," and they did. They listened to the mayor, and they did. And um, everybody started getting better because they were like, "Hey, we're healing this," and you know, again. The media lying to the people, but it worked. It was, you know, in, and, in a positive way. For in a once, positive way, yeah. All the negative crap we're getting right now, right? Or right. maybe, maybe they were not even lying. Maybe they were just uh, uh, publishing the the good stuff instead of all the bad stuff that was happening. I mean, maybe they were just refocusing their efforts. Exactly, and and just that bringing you into a positive mood. You know, I mean, you you start thinking negative, you know, it's going to follow you around and. And that's what's going to happen. I try. I try to be as happy as I can, especially after almost dying. Um, my my girlfriend. I mean, you know, there, there's a few times that 
you can't help it. You know, you you're gonna you're gonna be a little bit negative, but then then bouncing back and thinking positive again is important. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like that one time, uh, JP, when I was on your podcast, we're over we're over here on your podcast, and we were talking about veteran suicide and everything. And I, I I spilled the beans, and I was like, "Listen, I've thought about it before. Ain't, ain't a day that goes by that the thought don't enter my mind, but I I challenge through it, and I keep going, I keep pushing forward." And then a week later, I was sitting in the corner of my room contemplating on writing a note, sitting in the corner like this, crying, contemplating on writing a note because I was done, I was done, you know. But then I got a text from God, and I my my phone went off. Remember I told you this? My phone went off. Yeah. And uh and it was my Bible app, and I looked up. I said, "Really." You're sending me a text, <laughs> you know, and hey, bro, and 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 he, it was not a text; it was an iMessage, bro. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But we're putting pr- coming. It didn't come in green, JP. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no green, no green message. It was, it was blue. But it was a, uh, it was a, it, it, it was a scary feeling at that time, and um, and we keep Big Daddy Roughneck in our prayers. Uh, I, I try to stay in touch with him every day or every other day. Like, I don't want to get on his on, on his case too much because he's stressing out. But I try to call him almost every day, and uh, we're gonna keep him in our prayers because he's gonna make it through this. He's not gonna be alone through this. So, yeah, oh no, for sure. But he'll, um, he'll, he'll make it. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. He's Big Daddy prayers. Roughneck. This episode, episode number eighty three, is for you. And I don't want to hear that I already dedicated another episode. That that don't count. That's in the past. This one's for you, brother. And uh, and and that's why I had Mr. JP Cervantes here. This is just for you. <laughs> but uh, dude, we had a good day yesterday because Kevin's mom was in town from uh, yes, California, and we're trying to get her to move here. So they came over, and uh, we went and had some uh, Mexican food up in New Braunfels. Then we uh, cruised on over to Sarah Carter's house, and uh, we yeah, just that was nice. Yeah, we just popped in, uh, popped in on her, and uh, I was telling you, her husband's blind. Uh, he was a he was Delta Force and got uh, hit with a grenade, bounced bounced off his helmet, and he didn't see it yeah. land. And he looked up; it was in a tree. So when it de- he was jumping, so when it detonated, it took out his right eye and cut his orbital nerve on the left. So they they lived up in Alexandria, and of course Sarah Carter's you know uh, the investigative reporter for Sean Hannity on on Fox News, and um, uh, we've been helping him out a lot. You know, Kevin goes and uh and drives him around, and I'll go up there and help him out with whatever he needs, and. You know, and neither of us can help it, but if we walk him into door jams, into mir- truck mirrors, because <laughs> he holds on to our arm, and we, we just tend to walk him into things, man. But he does pretty good for a blind guy, man. Yeah, I'm not a seeing eye dog. I, I can guide you a little bit, not all of it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I can get you in and out of the car safely. Most of the time, I'm worried about where I'm going. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hang out here once in a while with a buddy of mine, Ivan Castro. He's a uh, special forces blind as well, right? Right. And when he was... Uh, he was enlisted in special forces. Then he went officer, so he had to go, you know, back to the infantry, 82nd, until he became a captain. Come back to special forces. But while he was in the infantry, and an, an ID uh, got him blind. And uh, the last time I saw him, we were Charlie Mike's, of course. Of course, of course. we were Charlie Mike's, right? And he's hanging out. You know, he everybody knows him, so everybody's talking to him. And at one point, he goes like, "KP, I need to go to the bathroom. Can you can you escort me to the bathroom?" I'm like, "Yeah." So you know, I'm. I'm holding, and the people that don't know him, they see him holding your hand, and uh, and they're, they're like, dude, these guys are gay. Well, <laughs> he don't stop there, because then we get to the bathroom, I open the door, and like, hey, bro, you need help in there? And he goes like, yeah, well, all I need you to do is position me in front of the urinal. Once I'm there, 
I'm good because I can find everything else. So I walk in there, you know, I put it in front of the funeral, and then I just stand there, just talking to him, whatever. And then when we walk outside, you see people looking at us like, "What the fuck?" Whispering his ear. No, and I go like, I go like, Ivan. People are looking at us because they they think that we did something bad in the bathroom. And Ivan goes like. Oh, Papi JP, that was so good. That was so good. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> of course, the ones that know him and know, know that he's blind. Right, I mean, right, I, right. How can you tell he's not blind? He got his little stick and shit. But, uh, you know, the ones that know him, they start laughing. They're like, man, Ivan, you're a mess. He's like, well, if they think I'm gay, I'll, I'll let them think that. I don't care. He's That's like, it. I'm fucking blind. Well, what else are they going to do to me? <laughs> so, That's so, the least of my worries. Yeah, exactly. So the same thing happened to me and Marty. We we were at a, a place down here in Green, me, him, and Sarah, and uh, and he says, "Hey, he, he, I was sitting next to him. He goes, hey, Gary, when you go to the restroom, let me know so I can, uh, you know, go with you because I gotta go too.'" I was like, "I already went." He goes, "Dude, you broke the do- you broke the the bro code. You're supposed to let me know so I can go and use it too. I'm blind. I'm like, well, I didn't know that code. Yeah, this is the first time hearing about know. it. So so I walk him and and he's got my arm. I walk him to the bathroom and it's a small little bathroom and stuff, right? And, and again, like you said. Just pointing, I said, go ahead, straight ahead, and he touches it, there it is. He, he does what he's got to do, right? Comes back, washes his hands. So I walk him back out, and uh, his wife was talking to some people, and I tell, and, and she's like, everything okay? I was like, yeah, just fine. And I'm laughing, I was like, you should have seen him. I had him piss in the sink and wash his face in the urinal. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, he, and he looks at me, he goes, no, I was like, I'm only busting your chops, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. We give, we give Marty a hard time. They, we give Marty they, a hard time. They stupid. They know. They know. They yeah. stupid. He, he, I, I, remember I told you the story about when I took Marty to the freaking uh, the specs out here. No, At the uh, this it's like a large uh, alcohol Liquor store. store or whatever, like a Bevmo, like in, in like uh, California. But anyway, we went in, and he's more of a wine person, and he grabbed on to the actual like shopping cart. So I was holding it by the front and I was kind of like guiding him, but it didn't look like it. it looked like he was just walking and he's looking at the store, but he's wearing his sunglasses and everything too. And he starts talking to the wine guy and he's like saying, yeah, I want some wine from Brazil from this and that, and, you know, they're just chatting it up. And I kind of just started pulling the cart, but it looked like Marty was just driving it. And we, <laughs> and we, start, we, we start, we start cruising down though. And like the guy was saying, you know, the Brazilian is over this way and all that stuff like that. So we're going down there and I, I kind of slowly guide him out and everything. And I get down there and he stops and the guy like looks at us and I was like, Hey bro, you better figure it the fuck out. Cause I was like, I don't know shit about wine and he's blind. And he fucking looked at me and then he looked at Marty and Marty's like, yeah, I can't see shit. And the guy, <laughs> the guy looks so fucking confused. He was like, uh, Oh, well, I guess I'll figure out what you guys want to drink then and everything. It was it was pretty funny though because the guy would just looked like he was gonna shit himself when we told him. Dude, dude, Mar- we I took Marty for a haircut and he's like, I don't care, I don't care, you know who does it. I just want to make as long as they make me look like Brad Pitt. So I was like, well, I got good news and bad news, Marty. Bad news, <laughs> good news is you don't look like Brad Pitt. Bad news is you look like armpit. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Hair everywhere. Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, but they they welcomed us in and they uh, Sarah hung out with his mom and his wife and me and Marty, me, Kevin and Marty went in and uh, checked out his uh, Delta Force room, you know. Yeah. So he's got a lot of cool stuff. Bring you by there next time you're here, JP. But uh, it was a good time. Then after that, we came back and uh, we went to check out the uh, Freedom Friends podcast over at Warfighter Tobacco. So they had they had the uh, debate going on and uh, it was a good time. So your mom's oh, awesome. Yeah. I hated to see her leave. She made me this cool blanket, bro. Un cuito. 
you know, out of uh, jean pockets, out of denim. And, and it's really cool. I'll send you a picture of it, but it's badass. I was so freaking excited because Kevin's got one. I was like, dude, that's awesome. And he's like, I have my mom make you one. I didn't think she was going to have it when she got here, you know. So that was cool. We we, we surprised him because my mom told him when we were coming over. She's like, hey, do you got any spare jeans? She's like, because if you give them to me, I'll take them home and I'll make you a, a, a one of the quilts or whatever and stuff like that. And then while he was talking to Patty, I unlocked the car and she went over and got it and walked around. And then I just handed it to him. And he's like, what's this? And then he just looked at it and pulled it out. He's like, no way. Oh, my God. Because it's even on the inside. It's not just jean. On the inside, it's got flannel pieces to keep you warm. Oh, so, nice. So that she knew that he was from New York. She put uh, pieces that had Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty flannel on the inside. And then we have some uh, camouflage pieces and other stuff and some American flags. You know what I mean? Just make it for him. And you're getting all spoiled. Oh, I she know. even stitched in a label that said made for Gary Brugman. And she said she put the date and everything and then put COVID-19 at the bottom because that's when she made it for him during COVID-19. <laughs> she said she wished she would have known before he got sick that she would have put COVID-19 survivor. Yep. Veteran. <laughs> COVID-19 veteran. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's like, I got this. But JP, we got you on the show and um, I'm wearing my Let's Walk It Out t-shirt. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing my Let's Walk It Out 22 t-shirt. So, uh, what can you tell the listeners about Let's Walk It Out? You invited me to go, you know, walk with you, and I will go walk with you. I ain't walking 222 miles. I'll tell you that right now. I'm lucky I make hey, bro, it 222 got, feet. Bro, I got a wheelchair for you. Roger that. He's so good. He's with so off-road good. tires? That, that's right. <laughs> well, uh, Let's Walk It Out 222-mile rock march is an event that uh, basically it takes 10 days walks an average of about 20 to 22 miles per day. We got different stops along the way. We go from Fayetteville, North Carolina to Kamala June and then back to Fayetteville, North Carolina. And what we do is we uh, raise awareness and we're going to start uh, also doing some programs for suicide awareness and prevention. Nice. Uh, so nice. Uh, the way we look at it is, you know, our, our brothers and sisters are hurting. And of course we cannot mimic that pain mentally but we can mimic that pain physically and what we do is we take that pain while we're walking because it's a lot of walking right and it's a lot of pain uh the walkers from last year can tell you they were in pain at the end of the day uh, after the second day every day so but they took it and then the rock mark the rucksack is to carry the burden with you right so you're not alone we got this burden with you all you got to do is stick around an extra day right and talk to us uh, so what we do is we walk, uh, th there was actually one core walker that basically that walk saved his life. He, he broke out and said everything that was going on and, you know, his thoughts of suicide and stuff like that. And then we also had other people along the way that stopped us and goes like, Hey, what, what are you guys doing? He's like, Oh, really? You know, I, I, I tried to, to commit suicide and, uh, I really like what you guys are doing. So it really opened up the doors for a lot of people to realize, Hey, I I'm not alone. There's a lot of people out there doing stuff for us and, and look, they're really hurting. Mm -hmm. so, so that that's, let's walk it out. The next event is going to be March 31st to April 9th. Uh, let's walk it out.org is where you can find all the information. Now we got sponsorship available uh, for the event. We got volunteer registration available. We got, uh, donations available. I mean, you name it, you go to the website, you can find it there. And uh, even sharing the page, sharing information or social media and all that, that, that helps. Roger that, man. And hopefully everybody watching this video, uh, this podcast will 
help you out and uh, donate or show up or something because I've, you know, I brought the podcast back up and I'm I'm got quite a few thousand listeners now again. So it built up quick, so it's doing pretty good. And I need you guys to go to what is it, JP? Let's walk it out 2022. Let's walk it out.org. Let's walk it out.org. Find all the information. Yeah, let's go. Let's get to that website. Let's get to that website and do what you can. You know, five dollars, ten dollars, hundred dollars, and you know, I know a couple of you are money bags out there. Cup, drop a couple of G's, will you? Stop being cheap. Pinche maceta. Anyway, me salió lo mexicano y lo puertorriqueño. But um, I, I, let me uh, let me add this about the uh, the walk. Uh, so what we do is all the all the funds that are received from that walk are going to go to different nonprofits that deal with uh, uh, helping veterans and they got suicide awareness or prevention, you know, programs. Uh, we got Special Force Foundation benefiting for, uh, this year, National Warrior Foundation, Off-Road Outreach. They got a lot of uh, uh, alternate programs for PTSD and TBI. And uh, also we have 22 Until None, which is an, uh, another uh, great organization. So all the money is going to go to that is going to go to great organizations. So don't be shy. Go ahead and uh, and donate. Right now, uh, we're a nonprofit uh, corporation. We submitted for our 501c3 uh, tax exempt. We should have the final decision by January, but we got an engagement letter. So your donation will be backdated, uh, you know, tax exempt. So don't worry about it. Just drop the money. And if you need the tax exempt letter, we, uh, I mean, the, the engagement letter, uh, that we submitted a 501c3 we got it available on the website as well nice and that's that's outstanding because um jp cervantes is a upstanding person i know him personally he's a very close friend of mine and um he 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 loves to do this he loves to um we did this last year and i was a sponsor last year i'm gonna try to be a sponsor again this year that's i was right. well i was i was the fifth leg fourth or fifth leg last year i believe yeah, I think you were the fifth leg. The fifth leg, yeah. Also the fifth leg, yeah. Yeah, it was, and and I was between two really good. Uh, I wanted, I was right after Black Rifle Coffee, who was leg That's four. That's correct. Black and, Rifle Coffee, a sponsor a leg as well. Yep, and then the, I forgot which one it was, but it was pretty cool too. So I was like, yeah, I'm right in between two yeah. awesome freaking people. <laughs> so let's get out there. Let's walk it out dot org and uh, do what you can because I'm looking forward to this. And like I said, I'm walking as much as I can, but. I don't know what I'll be able to do, but I'm I'm putting it out there because we all got to carry that weight for each other, man. If yeah. if veterans don't look out for each other, who will? You know, right? Exactly. So, and I, I I will make it a point to reach out to uh, Levi Rogers for this as well. So, oh yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Levi, Levi Levi's here in town. He's a friend of mine, so I'll reach yeah. out to him personally and uh and and invite him. Yeah, so, and uh, I know Levi ain't gonna walk. I actually Levi is is living the life, but yeah. but he can he got a lot of uh, a big network. He can spread the word around. Exactly, exactly. But if he wants to walk, he's more than welcome. Levi will be like, "Dang JP, what you got? What you got me into, JP and Gary?" <laughs> right, right. See, so, yeah, as soon as he sees me, he's gonna be like, "Ah, oh, shit." <laughs> <laughs> but bro, let me tell you, um, when I woke up in a hospital, I was paralyzed. All right. And I don't know why God did that to me, but he, he wanted me to feel it. He wanted to be like, you know what? Try this on for size, you know? So here's just a little bit of paralysis because I woke up and I couldn't move my head. I, all I could move were my eyes. And I was looking down at my hands and my arms were on pillows. My legs were straight out. I had a blanket up to here and I, I couldn't move. I'm looking at my hands. I'm like, I can't move. And then I looked out to the door and I saw people walking and I was trying to scream, but I, ha I had a trach. And, and it wasn't like I could even go like, or make any noise. I, I was like, yeah, no, nothing, nothing, out, nothing. I was like, I'm in the freaking twilight zone. 
you know. But and then and, and your own body. And then and then Kim and then Kim, you know, showed up and she was with me. And when she'd leave, out of nowhere there was a person freaking zip lining into my room, right? And taking me with them. <laughs> and taking me with them in their in their in their black hawk. And our pilot's name our pilot's name was Paloma. All right. Our pilot's name was Paloma. And we were we were going after we and we were going after uh, uh, some some kids that had been trafficked. But yeah. JP, it was you. <laughs> it was you. But bro, let me tell you, this was so freaking real. This was so real. And and Kim would be sitting there in the hospital next to me. And and somehow I would talk to you, mental telepathy or something. I'd be like, watch, JP's coming. Watch. And she'd be looking, she's like, what? You know? And you and me were, were in Panama, Colombia, um, Guatemala, and we were rescuing kids in this in this Black Hawk. And for some reason, when I w- woke up, I swear I made $80 million. I made $80 million. And I, and I even asked you, I was like, dude, is this true? Or am I dreaming this? And, and you were in your suit and we were at the club and you were like, check your bank account, bro. <laughs> so needless to, needless oh, oh, to yeah, say Bobby, check your bank account <laughs> <laughs> yep. so needless to say I had Kim bring me my laptop this is how real it was I had Kim bring me my laptop so I can check my bank account because I thought it was so f- real It was, and that wasn't the only well, one I, I believe they call that ICU psychosis no no I'm serious because remember I told you the story that's, that's why I get my nightmares right they started when I was in the ICU when I had my home game roll over right uh and I was seeing all this stuff, and and to me it was real. Even when I was awake, I was still thinking that that was real. So I I, I believe that one of the doctors, if I if I'm not mistaken, he said it was called ICU psychosis. Uh, that you you're in there for so long, you're so dis- like you're medicated, you, you don't know where you're at, you don't even know if it's day or night, you don't know how long you've been there, and your brain just starts. That unraveling, with this, unraveling. With all this crazy shit. It's, it's like the hospital version of Kevin Fever. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Except you can't move out of your bed and run. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was ziplining the fuck out of there. I don't know, <laughs> you know. And dude, and, and you were you were pretty badass. I remember when you when you uh, when you told me that story. I was laughing. You're like, yeah. and then you said, and you said, Does, is Paloma a real person? I'm like, who the fuck is Paloma? And you're like, that's what those are pilot. That's our pilot. <laughs> Dude, and, and he would do all the intel because because he he would fly. And I remember one time we were gonna go we were gonna go on a sortie, right? We we're gonna go on a sortie, and 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 for certain you you kept a you kept a 40, 40 millimeter grenade launcher in the back with white phosphorus. And I I still remember trying to stop cars, limousines, whatever. In other countries, they wouldn't stop. And, and you were like, "Dale con el fósforo, dale con el fósforo." <laughs> Which, which, which means hit him with the, you know, the striking match, but it, you were yeah. meaning the white phosphorus, you know? Oh my God. And, 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 and we were like, yeah, now we're going to watch your car burn at 18,000 degrees for a month, you know? Well, let, 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 we need to make a movie about, about that, bro. Dude, it sounds like pretty badass right there. Well, let me tell you, bro. It was so real, JP. I even remember it was, it was a black, black Hawk and it had your company name and logo and everything on it in, in subdued black. All right, in subdued black, and 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 on one time, ghost flames on it, and on and on one and on one time, the vehicle was zigzagging, and I was going from side to side on the Black Hawk truck. There you go, 
Uh, hold on, hold on. Aquí. Oh, there we go. Oh, he's gonna coin me. Is he gonna coin me? Oh, he's gonna coin me. Oh, shit. Ah, you owe me a beer. <laughs> I owe you a beer. Where's mine? Hold on. <laughs> Both of y'all. Y'all, oh neither, neither one of you have a coin. Bro, that is, that is, that is, that is an amazing story, bro. I, I wish it was true, though, because, I mean, 80 million. What is it? 80,000 or 80, 80, 80 million? 80 million. Because we, <laughs> we, we did we did four we did four jobs and each one was twenty million. My cut. My God. My cut. You know, and I was like, this is the kind of money you're making, JP? And you're driving around in the notes of Tahoe? <laughs> well well, I, I can tell you that that it was a dream because <laughs> because in all the human trafficking recovery operations that we've done we made zero money <laughs> mm. but it, we do that on purpose uh we we make sure that only expenses are covered and then we don't make any profit from from those operations roger that and that's a good thing man that's why you're blessed yeah. but bro it was so real i mean like i was saying i was going side to side because the car one car was zigzagging on me right and when i hit him with the white phosphorus a piece of it hit the freaking uh the tail wheel the support so you were telling me, I was like, dude, you need to be careful, man. You made a $70,000 hole in a helicopter. <laughs> I was like, take it out of my money, bro. Take it out of my money. Take it and, out of my cot. Bro, yeah, but you know I, send it to me on Bitcoin. There yeah. you go. <laughs> the I, check is in the mail. <laughs> but JP, I still remember like the rivets on the helicopter. I remember um, the, the, what the terrain looked like. A couple of times we were waiting for them to move and you and me were having like, like, like bandeja paisa in Colombia. You know, because we're like, all right, let's eat. Paloma's going to go in a helicopter offshore and keep an eye out and whatnot. And we're going to go eat. So we were eating bandeja paisa, you know. Paloma is in the helicopter and pulling security while we eat. That's fucking awesome. Yep, yep. <laughs> because he didn't want to set down the bird. I have a reason for everything. It was vivid. I was like, why ain't he coming to eat? He's like, no, he's got the weapons. All we need are our sidearms to go into town. He's got the weapons and he doesn't want to leave the bird by itself. And oh my God, bro, bro, we 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 need. He's to got make the it. whole story laid out yeah, for this. I know we need to make at least a short movie about that shit, that, dude. I mean. That would be that would be awesome, dude. Because like I said, I have everything so freaking vivid. And that one time I was with Kim, she was in the room. I'm like, you watch, here he comes. He's gonna he's gonna zip line down. She's like looking. She's like, what? And he's, he's, he'll be here in a minute. Just just watch. He's coming. Dude, it's funny because meanwhile, there's there's Kim sending me updates going like, yeah, he's delusional. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my mind unraveled like crazy. I was I was having so many crazy daydreams, man. And you know, and you know, it's it's, it's crazy because you were in the hospital for a while. But uh, I remember I was like, I I told my girlfriend, it's like, hey, listen, I'm I'm, I'm coming over there, and uh, and uh, don't worry about me because when I land, I'm gonna go on a and have a lunch and I'm gonna hang out with uh with Gary until you know you get out of work. So don't worry about it. And she's like, Oh, okay, great. Then I go like, uh yeah, shit. Gary's in the hospital. <laughs> so Sorry, Poppy. <laughs> I was I was a little too busy trying to stay alive. <laughs> uh, let, let me tell you one thing, Gary, that I'm gonna tell you right now. Demon. The Ubers in freaking uh uh San Antonio, bro, they Uber needs to do a check on those Uber drivers. No shit. I got into Ubers that were nasty, destroyed in the inside. There was one guy that was smoking weed, like, and I go like, and I didn't even want to get inside. Uh, he goes like, uh, uh, I'm like, dude, this is nasty. Uh, there was uh, another one. Uh, I, I mean, bro, 
I like I remember when Uber first started, it was called your personal chauffeur, right? Mm -hmm. That was Uber. And the cars were really clean. The people were dressed, I mean, not always like super, super, super fancy, but they were dressed decent and they pick you up, they get out, they get out, they open the door for you. You know, it was you're supposed to show up either at work or or a date or whatever, and you're supposed to look high baller, right? Because you showed up and a guy opened the door for you and shit like that. Now, bro, they're like, get the fuck in. Where the fuck are you going? <laughs> you're, like, you're like, dude, it's in the app. Ah, shit. Still, dude, and, and, you know, he he drives Lyft. <laughs> I drive Lyft. Right now, I've been doing Lyft for a while. Yeah, bro, I hope your car is clean. No, that's one of the things. I got one of those memberships at the the, the places here that wash your car, and I take it through. Like you mean the car day. wash? Actually, that's yeah, the car wash. Oh, and, nice. And, so I go through it every couple of days and basically get it cleaned. And it's like that's one of the, my reviews is always like very clean car. So that's one of my things I pride myself on. I don't want to. I don't want good. people getting in and being like it's dirty and like. I always tell Patty like I get out and grab people's baggage, you know, and all that stuff. I got to make sure I help out. You know, I I, it's, it, and when, when I order Ubers from, I haven't used the Lyft, Lyft app yet, but when I, I got it, but I haven't used it. But when I order Uber from an airport too, and, and then this guy showed, dude, you're working at the airport, right? Like, you know, you got, you're in your designated Uber area and then you get the bling. Okay. Freaking, I got it. Then you go there and you pick somebody up. What will you have your trunk with? full of car seats for your kids and all that shit. You know you're picking up people at an airport. They come with fucking luggage. Didn't I, yeah, didn't, I, I, didn't I just tell you clear. that? Didn't I just yeah, tell you that? I said, let me see your trunk. See, when you, you, you saw mine and you're like, this is how it's supposed to be. I was like, well, yeah, if I have to pick somebody up, you don't know. Even sometimes during the week, even though it, you know, it won't maybe be like a, a prime time when somebody's going to the airport, you never know. Yep. So it's like I just make sure everything is completely empty, trunk, all that stuff. Well, dude, I got lucky I, when I was in a... Uh... Where was I? I think I was in Orlando. Where the hell was I? I, f I forgot. I, I was somewhere. And um, I had I had my mag I had my bag and I had my gun in it, right? And uh -huh. it, it was in a trunk and it kind of fell over. And when I got to where I was going, I was like, shit, my magazine. You know, I, my magazine, oh. my spare magazine was gone in, in the case and everything. So I ended up calling the guy on the, on the Uber app and he went and he goes, oh, yeah, it's here. I was like, well, dude, where you at? Oh, I'm in the, oh, it was here in Fort Worth when I got back from uh, Orlando. And um, and the guy met up with me and gave it to me. So he was cool. But yeah, I was like, shit, I'm never going to see that magazine again. Leave a magazine in my I'm car. I'm glad he didn't say I'm not giving it to you. Really, bro? I got extra ones. I come and find you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the one that's in the actual firearm. You're, you're, you're getting one star, motherfucker, and I'm coming to get you. <laughs> but, what is that, like that movie, The Equalizer 2, where he tells the guys if he beats him up, you better give me five stars and leave a good tip? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. I love that movie, man, that Equalizer. Yeah, this, this is a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I try, I try to watch the... Uh, uh, the Equalizer, the TV series with uh, Queen no, Latifah. No, uh, it sucks. no. Yeah, no. the original Equalizer with the old with the old white man. I forgot his name. That was good. There was yeah, a yeah, but no, they got a new one with I uh, think it's Queen Latifah. Yeah, it is right? Queen no, Latifah. It is. That's yeah. why I won't even watch it though, because it's like you guys are just you're reaching, you're reaching. It was it's super <laughs> stupid. Yeah. How the hell are you gonna tell me you're doing secret operations in the same city that you that you live in and nobody knows who you are? And like, come on, girl. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> exactly, bro. But um, 
Yeah, bro. Uh, the trip is still on. I'm going to he- be heading up to Jersey, but it'll probably be when it gets warmer because uh, I'm not driving in this cold and stuff. So I'm going to come through your town. Uh, going to go th- see Big Daddy Roughneck, probably picking him up and bring him with me. And we're going to go back to Charlie Mike's. And again, are you going to SHOT Show? Bro, I am debating right now whether I do SHOT Show or not. And the reason is I've been talking to a lot of people and they're like, bro, last year SHOT Show was canceled. This year people still debating, not because they're scared of COVID, they're debating because of all the stupid rules of COVID that they still got right. in Vegas and all that shit. So they're like, I think that SHOT Show is not going to be a success this year. Well, SIG already pulled out. Six Hour pulled yeah, out. That's Grunt, what I was going to say. Grunt Style yes. pulled out. Um, they're like two or three other people that I was told pulled out already. Yeah, because it's not going to be a success because nobody wants to go the first year they open and and they don't know how it's going to turn out. Right. So so I, I, I'm i thinking I'm probably going to pass on SHOT Show this year and then go next year when everybody's like, woohoo, SHOT right. Show. Right, let right. Let's go and test out the waters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let everybody tell me how shitty it was. Well, take I, the first I'm shot, gonna, and I'll come in on the second. One. I'm still trying to go because I never been, so I'm trying to get in, like you know, as as media or something. I've never been, so yeah. Well, I just just don't get disappointed if, if you don't if you don't see what <laughs> if you don't see a lot of people there. Well, and, I'm and already disappointed that you're not going, but you know, fuck it, I'll go anyway because you know what? Yeah. One thing I am going to go is uh, Burbies. Burbies is over there. And it's kind of yeah. like a military network and stuff that we, we went to the one here in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. that was great. So, I actually signed up for one of those in, in Tampa and I ended up something happening and ended up getting a contract and I couldn't go. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so if, if I don't get into shot, I'm still going to go to Vegas, but if I don't get into a shot show, I'm still going to go to Burbies. So Burbies is a good time, man. Yeah, yeah. Cool. and again, shot show is a good place to go. It's a good place to network and, and all that good stuff. It's just... Like I said, a lot of people have told me, man, I don't think I want to take the chance of spending all that money to go there and then yeah, have it be a bus. Basically. You know? Yeah. 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 Oh. I mean, there's always drinking to, to be done, but. Dude, uh, where, where... I can do that anywhere. We do that everywhere. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, we ain't got to go to Vegas for that. Yeah. You don't need to go all the way to Vegas and spend all that money on hotel rooms to freaking mm-hmm. drink. Nope. But um, yeah, bro. So, so I'm going to be. Uh, pushing more on this podcast i'm gonna try to um market it a little bit better because i'm trying to get on a platform where i'm just not using like the zoom and stuff having somebody actually do it you know so i've gotten a couple of offers on things already but i'm just you know researching it because you know it's just me i've been doing this whole thing for the past year and a half and uh, actually i had you on episode 10 yeah but i want i want to make it bigger you know i want to make it bigger and better and um, I'm not very technical, as you can see. When we started the show, this was take three because I couldn't I couldn't get the audio working. So I think I'm just gonna uh, get somebody to try to help me because I just want to make it a whole lot better, you know. But, yeah. But uh, well, you know, it, it's like it's like a VTSR podcast. My podcast is like it's it's almost like a one man show, and then Nate helps whenever he can on his side. But the way we gotta set it up now is like it's super easy. It's a one man show now. Like I can just click. We finish a podcast. I can have it out in a few hours. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'll, nice. I'll talk to you uh, yeah. after we get done with the Speaking with the spe- Speaking of that big gorilla, Nate, um, <laughs> he's, in, he's in Colorado right now, and uh, I got him some cigars. I'm going to be putting them in the mail tomorrow. I picked him up a sampler pack of Warfighter nice. tobacco. So I'm going to be shipping them out to him tomorrow. So he, 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 right. he just posted the picture, and I said, damn, bro. I said, you're ugly. 
<laughs> I said, you G L Y, you ain't got no alibi. You're ugly. Sorry. He, he looked like a Sasquatch, man. He, <laughs> I, you know, the big show uh, on wrestling. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Right there, the big show. Yeah, no shit. Except, except he's uglier. Except now I got to watch what I say because he's only 13 hours away now and, and in this country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, don't worry. We can always deport him. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> you, you, you know, one time I got asked I, I, when I was a Border Patrol agent in Eagle Pass. I had a girlfriend. We were walking into the Walmart, and out out comes this big, like like Indian Mexican, you know, with the straight hair and, and you know the big sarape, right? And this dude must have been about six four and at least almost three hundred pounds, but not fat, just big, you know. And she says, "What would you do if you caught him on the border?" I'd be like, "U.S. Border Patrol, welcome to America. Where are you going?" <laughs> need a ride. Need a ride. Let me get the door. Let me get the door for you. Yeah, exactly. You look, you look, you look hungry. Want my lunch? <laughs> right. I forgot. I forgot That's where so it was. But me and my partner one time, we had this vehicle, and, and and it was lowered. The back was sitting. It looked like they were smuggling dope and stuff, right? So we pulled it over, and and we we drew our guns, and we were like, you know, get out of the car, get out of the car, and out of the car. Came out these big, four big, huge Kickapoo, you know, Mexicano Indian guys, right? We're like, oh shit, get back in the car, get back in the car. <laughs> but, I changed uh, my mind, I changed my mind. But they, but they, my mind, get in. And I, I don't understand it, dude, because these guys, it was a small car, and I, I'm try, I can't remember the car, but it was like a small little hatchback car, and these guys must have been about 250 apiece, and they were in the car, and it was lower in the back. And that's why we stopped because we thought it had dope, and it did have dope. But why would you make it so obvious? You know, like like They're for not the sharpest tool in the shed. They're well, not right, apparently, bro. <laughs> you know, one time, one time we we pulled over a vehicle. Uh, we pulled over a vehicle. Remember the little Calvin and Hobbs guy that that was taking a pee on whatever you didn't like. You know, like 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 little Calvin and Hobbes was a cartoon oh, character the, taking yeah, the yeah, leak. The, the, the stickers, the big right, stickers right, on the back window. So mm-hmm. it was Calvin taking the leak, and it said La Migra, immigration, uh, the, meaning the border patrol. We were like, really? So we freaking lit him up. Like, Let's see what this is about. We lit him up. He stopped. We walked to the vehicle. The fucker took off. We chased him for about a mile, and he went through a fence. Fucker had four hundred pounds of dope in the car. If you're gonna smuggle dope. Why would you have a piss on La Migra sticker on your fucking back window? <laughs> you know? I'm Those guys were the decoys. They were the decoys for the big the big group. That would make sense, but goddamn, dude. That, that's the sacrificial lamb that went up to you guys. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. True that. But I had a I had another guy. I was uh I was getting coffee at a circle K at a at a gas station. And when I walked out, there's a little S10 blazer. And it was, uh, it was, the guy was getting gas and he had the hose on the right side and the pumps in front of him. He's leaning up against the vehicle. And uh, I get in my, put my coffee in the coffee holder and I look over and I look at the back window and all I see are bundles, bro. I see bundles of dope and I'm like, what the fuck? So I walk over there and the guy sees me coming and I look at his back window and I look at him, he looks at me, I, just to double check, I look. And when I walk towards him, he tries to run, but he had the hose on that side. So he got hung up in the hose. I tackled him <laughs> over the hose, freaking cuffed him up. I was like, dude, let me ask you a question. I said, you weren't here. I mean, you weren't here when I pulled in. Did you not see my vehicle here? Because I'm right here. 
And he's like, yeah. So I was like, then why'd you come in here? He's like, I need a gas. I was like, if, if you're going to smuggle dope, don't you think you should fuel up before you get the dope? <laughs> you know? Well, you know, it's... Uh, yeah. Hey, this is the only place that sells gas, apparently, at this time. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know what? You're going to jail, and it's, it, it, it's, it's not because you're smuggling dope. It's because you're stupid. <laughs> you yeah, know? I mean, he was, yeah, he was running late for the bake but He didn't yeah. have time to, to get fuel. Hey, I got a question to ask you, JP. So how is Mr. Brown? Is he still around or what? Mr. Brown haven't been in Charlie Mike's for for a little bit. He uh, he's in trouble with his significant other. Oh hell! <laughs> oh hell! But, uh, yeah, he he's in trouble. Uh, so there was a uh, uh, shortly after you visited Charlie Mike's, uh, he Mr. Brown ended up going to the hospital. You told me that. For, yeah, for liver problems. Right. And then uh, he didn't tell his significant other that he went to the hospital. So. The next day, she's like, "What the fuck is he at?" So, anyways, yeah, he got in trouble. Then he also got jumped. Uh, I don't know if you remember that he got jumped by some people that stole his shit, uh, took advantage of him as he was, you know, walking back from uh, from one sports bar to his house. Uh, but yeah, but he, he's doing good. He's uh, staying home. Uh, I texted him maybe like a month ago, and he said he was doing fine. Okay, good. Um, but. Uh, yeah, everybody miss him at Charlie Mines, man. He needs to go there, you know, with his two watches. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. And, and <laughs> that was that was funny, dude. He he was such a he was such a nice guy, man. I stood there and talked to him for for about an hour that first time I went in there. Yeah, and um, I got to yeah. take you to Charlie Mike's, Kevin. It's a it's a special yeah. forces bar right right in Fayetteville, and yeah. it, it's it's one of the coolest places I ever been, man. Oh, I've seen it. I think I've seen it on video because. You, like you know, Patty follows this one over here. Right, right, right. <laughs> this one, she's always telling me like, "Hey, what are we gonna say to JP?" I'm like, "I don't know. You ask him whatever you want." Yeah. <laughs> we need to ask him something weird. She, yeah. she usually she'll throw something out in Spanish usually because it, it's funnier when you answer back and then she'll translate it for me or something like that. I'm like, I'm like okay, because not everybody not everybody will get it all the time. But yeah, that, oh, people yeah. don't forget go to uh, go to letswalkitout.org. And support JP Cervantes and let and yes. the Let's Walk It Out uh, fundraiser, and it's it's a great great project. So make sure you get there. Let's Walk It Out org, and I need to let y'all know, get this book, John fifteen thirteen by John Nicholas Castle, John Saint Nick. Uh, there you go, there you go, a great book. Get this book, Agent Under Fire by my brother Victor Avila. Uh, he was one of that one. He was one of the two bo uh, two uh, ICE agents that was ambushed by Los Zetas uh, cartel in, in Mexico. They killed his partner, Jaime Zapata, and they just uh, the president just signed the Jaime Zapata-Victor Avila Law Enforcement Act. So it is now a law. Because what happened was uh, they the guys that, shot, that killed his partner and shot him three times with an AK-47, the federal government dismissed their charges two years ago. Because it didn't happen in the United States, so now with this new with this new law, it doesn't matter where in the world you are. They the government will prosecute you if you uh, assault a federal agent, and of course, you got to get Welcome to Blackwater by my brother Morgan Lorette. This is a great book, man. It will have you laughing and saying "Oh shit" over and over again, because he. He's a funny motherfucker, <laughs> and and the, and the way he tells the stories is amazing. And I don't know what's better, the front cover or the back cover. 
<laughs> it's a really, really good book. And also, uh, y'all need to subscribe. Go to skillsetmag.com. Skillsetmag.com. It's a great magazine uh, all about skill sets and operators and a bunch of different stuff, man. It's not just about firearms, but uh, it's, it's about life, man. It's a good magazine. They're good friends of mine. Go check it out. But, um, JP, you were talking about your Humvee accident. What year did that happen in? That happened in 2005. 2005. Oh, yeah. I was, I was at Club Fed then. So. Yeah, yeah. 2005, I had my Humvee rollover accident. Then shortly after, I was deploying again like a dumbass. <laughs> I, I know that feeling, man. I, I would have back surgery, and then they'd make me fit for full duty. And I go out on a freaking boat doing rescues and bam, on the, on the water. And oh, shit, I need back surgery again. It, it must must be the hard-headed Puerto yeah. Rican, bro. You know? Yeah, that's what it is. So, so were you driving? <laughs> no, no, no. I was uh, I was one of the passengers. I was sitting in a, in a assault Humvee. Like, I was literally sitting in the back facing the rear. And then uh, the dumbass driver. Let's not get into that one. Okay. Anyways, the, the, the driver, uh, uh, the... He made a wide turn and the vehicle started sliding and uh he hits he hit like the uh you know those uh uh those water canal ditches oh yeah the irrigation ditch yeah yeah for the rocks the big rocks so once the home v was sliding and the two wheels were sliding like this and then eventually when he hit the canal he couldn't slide anymore so he just he just started flipping uh, yeah he just ejected everybody out of the vehicle uh and uh, yeah, I was uh, one of the worst ones. Uh, they had to airlift me to, well, medevac me from the training site to Womack. Luckily, I was stateside. If not, I would have died. Right. Uh, to Womack. And as soon as I landed in Womack and they took me in the in the ER, first thing the doctor said is like, man, there's nothing we can do for him here. He needs a neurosurgeon. So they had to airlift wow. me to UNC Chapel Hill and do f- surgeries, facial reconstruction and all that. And where was crazy. that? That was here for Bragg. No shit. Oh wow! Yep, dude. I, and yep. I saw that video, and I was like, "Is this a joke? That can't that can't be real." Oh, yeah. When I saw the video, I was like, "It just didn't look real, man." I can't picture you being like that, you know, because you're my friend and stuff, you know. Yeah, I can't picture you being like that, you know. And yeah. and yeah, it, I think Patty watched it too. I remember seeing it. Patty watched it too, and I kept remembering. It, it's like my friend Victor Avi. Not, not to laugh, but the whole. Poppy, stay with us, Poppy. That was actually Ben Rios, the one, uh, the one saying that, stay with us, Poppy, Poppy. That was uh, that was my call sign, Poppy. So, oh, was <laughs> it? <laughs> nice. Yeah, everybody called me Poppy. Poppy, stay with me. Nice, yeah. dude. It's, it's like my friend uh, Victor Victor Avila. I I was uh, researching some stuff on him, and there's a news article. And there's an audio tape of when he called on the cell phone that they had been shot. And just listening to his voice and the, and the panic that he was in because his partner was bleeding out, you know. And when, when, they, when, they, when they shot him, um, they, they ran him off the road. They were in an armored, hum, uh, armored suburban, right? So they ran him off the road. So when they put the, their vehicle in park, the doors opened. The doors unlocked. So, uh, so in a, in a panic to close the doors and lock them, they happened to open the windows uh, about yay much, and they stuck the AK forty sevens in through there because oh shit yeah. So so then they, they they started opening fire and whatever. They shot his partner. They tried to get away again. Ran him off the road. Make, make a long story short, listening to that audio of him, you know, in distress and knowing him now 
was stressing me out. Like, just like when I was watching that video of you, I was like, this can't be happening. I mean, I know it happened, you know, freaking uh, 15 years ago, you know, but I was like, man, it, it, it I felt it. And uh, with, with, with Victor Avila, he was waiting there talking to, to uh, Homeland and an ambulance pulled up and a guy in regular clothes came out, wanted him to open the door so he can take him to the hospital. It was the cartel ambulance. They came back to finish the job. They wouldn't, they were like, oh, did you wow. see? And he was talking to uh, uh, his federale friend, Mexican law enforcement. And he was like, did you send somebody? He goes, no, I haven't sent anybody. Don't open the doors. So the guy was trying to get them to open oh. the doors and they wouldn't open the door. They were going to finish them off, you know? Oh. But you got to read the book. The book's awesome, you know? But uh, it's just, I got I got another question to ask you, Kev. Yeah. How, how do you like living in Texas now as opposed to California? Oh, it's uh, like night and day, man. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> we got, got freedom now. I walk around with guns everywhere I go. <laughs> it's like a yep. huge, huge difference. I, I've got rights back. I don't got to wear that stupid mask all the time. Yep. You know what I mean? Cost of living is way down. JP, I, I took him to a gun show here in Texas. And, you know, they got all the guns <laughs> laid out and everything. And he's like, he's like, can can we touch those? I was like, dude, check it <laughs> Well, now I'm building them in the living room instead because I was like, watch this, damn it. <laughs> right, right. He's like, he's like he, 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 he thought he was at a strip club. He's like, can I touch? <laughs> I started pulling the little string out. I was like, what's going on this thing? I should have I been like, for a dollar, bro. For a dollar, bro. Well, <laughs> yeah, well right. it, eventually my girlfriend, the probabilities of her getting stationed in San Antonio are pretty high, so... If that happens, I'll be over there with you guys. Yes. Fuck yeah, that'd be Brad. <laughs> yes. You would actually leave North Carolina to come to San Antonio? Oh hell with with her? Oh hell yeah. I'll, All I'll right. her to hell if I have to. You know, yeah. and, and I know I know a good realtor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, hmm, I wonder what his name is. <laughs> <clears throat> oh great, now 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 I'm happy. Now I'm happy. So yeah, it's probably gonna be it's probably gonna be a year year and a half, but the the probabilities are probably high. I mean, she's she's a nurse, so you know she's gonna have to go there anyways for the captain career course. Mm -hmm. So mm. let me tell you, there's a lot of the nurse opportunity here in San Antonio because we got Lackland, we got uh, Randolph, we got uh, Wilford Hall, Fort Sam. You know, this this there used to be Kelly Air Force Base here too, but they closed Kelly down. And now I think it's run by Boeing or something. They 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 fix. Oh my bad, I forget. We we cannot call it uh, for some Houston anymore because it's it's offensive to some people. What? Yeah, that yeah. Remember what, they, un they, Uncle Sam. Yeah, Uncle. It's offensive. Like Fort Bragg is getting renamed as well. Really? Uh, yeah, like uh, I didn't know they were re was, renaming Fort Sam. It was seven or nine different uh, bases. I think it was seven or nine that uh, were mandated to rename because they have Confederate, of, you know, Confederate generals affiliation or something. And I go like, that is so freaking gay. I'm sorry to say that, but it is. It's like, come on, if the name of base offends you, you got issues. Exactly. I mean, it's it's freaking history, man. You know. So are you gonna tell me if I feel if I feel that JFK was racist, we should rename all the JFK highways. Right. I mean, it's stupid, bro. I mean, think about it. It's, it's, so it's, it's trying to rewrite history, and it's so just ridiculous. If, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 
for Sam Houston is not longer for Sam Houston. It's called uh, Joint Base San, San Antonio. Antonio. No, no, be uh, um, because Joint Base San Antonio has been around as long as I've been here in Texas, 20 years, JBSA. And Joint Base San Antonio is all the bases together. They're, they're all part of JBSA. Yeah, but I, be I believe for Sam Houston is like no, no mass. So you're just, really? to, you're just not allowed to use the army name, but you, you can call yeah. it the joint base, but not yeah, the you can call it joint Force Houston. No, no Force and Houston. No joint task force. Fuck all this shit. I know for 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 so who is getting for who is getting renamed for Bragg is getting renamed. They, yeah, actually they just did like a town hall meeting here because uh, they sent a big survey. The army sent a big survey about w what names should be renamed and and stuff like that. So I know uh, Benavides is one of the uh, one of the names for that is in the in the pot there for Fort Bragg and also for uh, Fort Hood. Do you, do you get marked down if you resubmit Fort Bragg? Oh, no. So a lot of people put none, keep the same. There uh, you go. You know, it's like, I mean, think about it. It's like all the old timers, nobody nobody wants to hear. They're all going to say, oh, yeah, when I was at Fort Bragg, they don't care about that. Or back at Bragg. Yeah. yeah, yeah back at yeah, back like, really? Bragg. I mean, he, there's a lot of history of, of Fort Bragg, you know? Dude, he, even in Ramble, I wish I was back at Bragg now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Right? Ramble, let's go back to Bragg. Let's go back. Colonel, can you take me back to Bragg? I wish I was at Bragg now. <laughs> Raven, copy. Raven. You won't be able to call 10th Mountain 10th Mountain anymore because it's offensive to call it like an inanimate object or a terrain feature. Yeah. You can't dude, call it that. Like, dude, dude so like the stupid. Washington Redskins, the Washington football team. Dude, don't even start with the Redskins because <laughs> that was my wife's freaking team. Oh, really? And now they're literally called a football team. It's yeah. like, really? Well, that's kind of self-explanatory, guys. I thought that's what we were watching. Yeah, no what, every Every name, every name of any brand of any football team, baseball team, or anything like that, they have, they have the word brown in it, I want to boycott. Right? Roger it's that. It's racist. It's racist. You're like, you guys are targeting me. You guys are targeting me because I'm brown. Yep. I'm, I'm not brown. I'm olive. <laughs> you mean, and you need to stop calling it olive drab. I don't like that. Well, then I'm, not, hey, I'm, I'm not white. I'm mother of pearl. How about that? <laughs> it's like it's like a buddy of mine from Puerto Rico. You know, he's because uh, for the people that don't know, before you start talking shit, there's a lot of blacks in Puerto Rico because we have African descent as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, my buddy, you know, he's black. So you know, in Puerto Rico, to all the black people, what well, we call him, mira negro. Yeah, oye <laughs> negro, man. Yep. So, so we call him, we call him blackie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pretty like, much we call him blackie. Yeah, we call him blackie. We're like, hey, blackie. And uh, he goes like, I'm not black. He goes like, I'm dark brown. It's like the Mexican families, man. They got they got their little kid. They're like, oh yeah, go low. It's like, did you just call him Fatso? Hey, Fatso, come here, you know? Hey, Fatso, come here. He's not even fat. That's how we call him. It's, it's just cariño. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Cariño, my ass, you just called him Fatso. You called his three-year-old kid fat hey, Fatso, come here. <laughs> yep, yep. This is how they know you. <laughs> exactly, exactly, brother. So, hey, I, I need to give another shout-out to uh, to Patch Ops. They made me this patch, Gary Brogan Podcast. If you need one, send me a DM. And uh, I got a couple uh, available. And, again, uh, 14th Hour Foundation took real good care of me. That's Chris, Pront, uh, Chris Tanto Pronto's... Uh, foundation while i was in a hospital 
They took care of all my rent, my bills, my utilities, my truck payment, everything. They took care of everything. When I got out, I was like, man, I'm behind on all my stuff, my rent, my utilities. They're like, nope, it's all covered. And, um, and those foundations really do work. I was talking to somebody earlier, and they were like, you know, I'm so done with, like, veteran organizations, 51C3s, because not all of them are legit, you know, and not all of them are legit. But uh, I know of a couple that are. JP Cervantes is uh, let's let's walk it out.org. Don't forget it. Let's walk it out.org. Go there. Do what you can. Volunteer your time. Volunteer your money. Volunteer somebody else's money. We don't care. Just <laughs> bring it down, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but um, Just bring it. I want to thank my brother Kevin for being here with me again. Big Daddy Roughneck, we're praying for you, brother. This podcast yes, was yes. for you. And um, Mr. JP said, Cervantes. Thanks for coming on on such short notice, bro. I appreciate it, and I will talk to you soon. In the meantime, I don't have Big Daddy Ruffner here to walk us out, but... Oh, yeah. This concludes this episode of the Gary Brugman Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for spending an hour with me. Um, It's been great. JP, thank you for coming. Kevin, we will talk again soon. Everybody out there, remember, stay safe, stay vigilant. Be savage. God bless Texas. God bless y'all. God bless America. Peace. We'll catch up with you again. And remember, there's no podcast next week. I'm going to be out of town. So we will be back in two weeks from today. All right? God bless y'all. Peace. Recording stopped. Nice. Nice.